RadioInfluence.com. What do you say, guys? I am in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Glendale, Arizona is actually where the Super Bowl is going to take place, but I am in the Phoenix Convention Center, Ground Zero, NFL Experience, Radio Row, NFL Network. Everybody who is everybody is here where I am in the convention center. I flew in this morning. Now, I know that this is going to play the rest of the week, right up until the uh, the game, and then, of course, the big game on Sunday. But it is a beehive of activity. Now, I've covered the last couple of Super Bowls. Two years ago, I was in downtown Tampa at the Tampa Convention Center, and it was in the smack dab in the middle of the pandemic, and it was a ghost town. And, oh, my God. Is the Super Bowl experience for media and celebrities, is it back? It is more than back. There is something like over 5,000 media credentials. It's the, it's the largest amount in the history of media covering the Super Bowl. You have, I think she, they were explaining, the, the numbers are just staggering. It's just unbelievable, and I'm here, and I'm meeting and greeting, and the event, and, and it's, just, it's just fantastic. So for the next couple of weeks, you're going to get some big, 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 big names. But you know what? A fr- I, I consider him a media friend. He's a young guy that is a national sports talk show host on CBS Sports Radio, Zach Gelb. And... I ran into Zach at a Tampa Bay Lightning NHL Stanley Cup playoff game against the New York Rangers at Amelie Arena, and it was last season, and the Lightning were trying to three-peat, and I'm in the media, I'm in the dining room, and I see this big guy, big kid, and he had a credential, and it was issued by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I'm like, oh, he must be like... Does he work for the Lightning? Is he doing something? And he just had his like jeans on and very casual. And I'm kind of looking at him and he looked at me and he's like, hey, Rock. And I'm like, you're, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Are you? Are you Zach? Then he's like, yeah. And he goes, we follow each other on Twitter. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe of all the people that you talk to, you actually know, know me? My God. My God, I'm local, local Tampa guy. But we ended up, and he goes, I saw our, our seating, the seating chart. We're sitting next to each other for the game. I'll, I'll talk to you upstairs. And I said, you got it. And we just shot the shit. Just, just, just a good dude, regular guy, good dude. You know, and, um, and it was great. And I, did I see him somewhere since then? I probably did, maybe in passing. And then I've commented a couple of times when he'll post something and he just does a great job and he's just like a regular guy. So he was the first person that I ran into. I flew in. Now I'm taping this on day one of Super Bowl week. I know you're going to hear it all later in the week and maybe even on a Monday morning prior, you know, after the game. But I'll tell you all the backstory. I'll, I, well, you know what going to do? I'm going to actually walk around. I'm going to give you the walk around feel. I know it's not video; it's audio only. I'm going to give you the feel of what it's like being here at the Super Bowl. And I'll, and and by the way, we the closing on our house, and we've been moving, 
and putting stuff in storage and with movers and going through everything. And once I got on that plane today, I was exhausted. It was an early flight and I just kind of kicked back. And now that I'm here and I'm rejuvenated and I feel like I got a lot of sleep, which I didn't. But anyway, without further ado, here he is, national talk show host, Zach Gelb. Enjoy. All right, I am with one of the biggest names, really, in sports talk radio. He's national. He's been going at it a long time, and he's still way younger than me. The one, the only, the great Zach Gelb from CBS Sports Radio. Zach, my man, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's been a few months since uh, we saw each other at the Tampa Bay Lightning game where my Rangers season came to an end to the Tampa Bay Lightnings at the hands. Yeah, they, you know, then they couldn't do a three-peat, but they had a good run, and they're still, they're still, the Lightning, they're still in it. Yeah, I, we know with John Cooper, he's a heck of a coach, and I'll tell you, the, the Metropolitan, though, I know it's not their division, but the Metropolitan is just ridiculous, and then you have the Boston Bruins, who they can't lose. They, they, they're like the Golden State Warriors, they're, they're unbelievable. So you, for you, you're continuing with your success when it's NFL Sunday, I think you do, is it eight hours? Eight hours. Uh, I, I don't know anybody <laughs> in 30 years that has done eight hours continuously. How do you do it? You've got to love football. That, that's what it is. And it's weird. That show, it goes by quickly, even though it's eight hours, because you're sitting there and you're bouncing from stadium to stadium to stadium, and you don't have a second to process really what's going on if you're watching one game and freaking out and living by each emotion so it goes by quickly and then you drink a lot of coffee during it too i would say now i know we talked off the air when we were sitting in the press box and you're based in new york and there's wfan and all that goes on in new york but you're national, so you can't be new york centric you have to think of the entire country do you like the national scene or 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 one day maybe you just do, you know, the hardcore New York sports fans, man, calling you in? Which do you like better? I love the national scene. Um, I don't know if I like it better. I haven't ever, I never really thought which one I like better. Is it local or is it national? Um, I'll say national now because that that's what I'm doing. But you look at the national side of it, what you just said I think is the biggest thing when it comes to national radio. You have people in studios in LA, New York, but that's not your listening audience. So you gotta look at your affiliates and see where you're on. And for example, we're on in Milwaukee, and we're also in four different stations in the state of Wisconsin, but when Giannis Antetokounmpo was getting ready to maybe go into free agency and they had the, the Supermax available. We started this thing, keep the Greek freak, sign the Supermax, and the Milwaukee fans ate it up where eventually the president of the Bucks, Peter Fagan, was listening. And the night when Giannis signed the Supermax, he did one interview and he called our show because we were so supportive and we went off on the NBA because they were doing this uh, selective tampering with Bogdanovich. Tampering happens all the time in the NBA, but when the Bucks tried to go sign someone, there was tampering. So we spoke for the, the fans of Milwaukee and uh, we had a great relationship with the local station in Milwaukee where they would bring me on all the time. They were like, we never had a, a national guy go to bat for Milwaukee. So that, that's a big part of it, knowing where you're on. Now, you really broke in in the Philadelphia market, am I right? You went to Temple, you were out in the field. Is that really where you kind of got your feet wet? Yes, professionally. Um, personally, my dad grew up, I grew up 
with uh, you know my dad produced Mike and the Mad Dog. He was their first producer. So I was in that WFAN studio a lot as a kid when I was eight, and that I probably have the best education ever in the history of radio because I was in the same building as Mike and Chris when I was a kid. Um, Sid Rosenberg put me on the air when I was eight years old. I got to learn from Joe Beningo, and then when I went to Philly, when I went to Temple, I interned for Angelo Cataldi at Sports Radio WIP. And then you meet all the executives like an Eric Spitz and a Steve Cohen, my boss now, Spike Eskin. So I don't think there's a host right now that probably has a better education throughout the years because I've seen it from the sales side, the producing side, and the on-air side. So that's why I think it helps me because I kind of know how the sauce is kind of made and all the, the, the pieces that need to be put in the sauce for it to be a good product. I think that's huge because when I'll go into locker rooms and I've been around, I'll cover like, you know, now the kids where they had fathers that played, whether it's NFL, MLB, and when they're running around, just just being around and seeing at the highest level, I think that's huge. And for you to go in with those legends in talk radio, did you know then that that's what you wanted to do? Did you just want to be in the sports field? When did you know? So when I was eight years old, and my uncle is from Framingham, Massachusetts, but he he grew up, when I grew up, he was right next door, uh, lived right next door to me. So my dad would work with Francesa, so I was not watching the Jets or the Giants as a kid, I was watching the Patriots. So when I was eight, I went into the WFAN studios with the Tom Brady jersey (laughs) on, and Joe Beningo lost it, he was like, Joe and I have a great relationship. He's like, how is Gelb's kid, bro, a, a freaking jet, uh, a freaking Patriot fan? And he was going off and one of the producers said, put him on the air. So they put me and Joe on the air and I was going back at Joe, you know, we've won two championships at the time. Like you haven't seen one in since 69, blah, blah, blah. And it was that day that I realized that's what I wanted to do for a living and eventually pursued it, went to Temple. And I, I did a, a show in high school. So I did a show from my basement in high school on this website called Ucaster and, and Shovio. And that's where I got a lot of reps. And then I went into college and they put me on the air freshman year just because I had so much experience and so much reps. And through there, coming out of college, I got hired by uh, Fox Sports 920, the Jersey. And then my probably biggest break was I did the Eagles post game. And this was Super Bowl 52, the year they won, one year. And I, I did the post game for the Eagles, which was amazing on 97.5, the Fanatic. Wow. All right, couple of mine. I know you're a very, very busy man. Big Zach Gelb here. Um, what is your philosophy for your show? And how much do the bosses tell you what they want? Or do they leave you alone because they hired you? Again, you got a huge national show. What's your philosophy? So we'll do a, a meeting with our boss, Spike Eskin, like every other week where they'll just critique and review things. And, you know, you just hear different opinions, which is awesome. But pretty much I hate that part. part. <laughs> In all my years, I, can't, I, I, I cringe when they you listen know, to my team. I get a lot out of those meetings, actually, from Spike because Spike is so brilliant and creative and he's been in this business forever and seen it from so many different angles but pretty much it's hands-off where they trust the people that they hire and my philosophy has always been a have fun because if you just do a show where it's like oh this person had three three hundred uh yards in this game and it's just boring so i think you have to relate to the person that is your listener but pretty much my philosophy has just been compelling sports talk and the best industry guests where i i think there are some shows that We'll just put on any Tom, Dick, and Harry, and what are you getting out of it for for 20 minutes? I try to put on people that are going to actually 
give us something or have a good story to tell and make the listener want to stick around instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to go to a different station for 20 minutes until the interview's over. That's good. And it was something you did big, but I can't remember what it was. It was a great interview. And I sometimes you catch your clips. You know what I mean? I can't remember. Probably Aaron Donald. That was it. When the PR person stepped in. That's the one that gets brought that, up a lot. That was huge. And, and the PR person, it was right after the, the helmet swinging incident. Yes. And the PR person stepped in. They never put any parameters. You put parameters on interview. I, I just won't take it. Um, and they, the PR person stepped in and they tried to dictate the show and I go, I have one more question about this. And I legitimately have one more question. I asked it, he didn't want to answer it. So it is what it is. What is one of the strongest fan bases, would you say? They can be really critical and harsh when things are going bad. They're good. Is there one that stands out? Is it, is it Philly or what, what do you think? Definitely Philly. I, I don't know if there's a more passionate fan base in the country than the Philadelphia sport fan and it's so fun when you're in Philly doing a local show like and I was bouncing back in 97.5 and WIP and the fans hold the players accountable like no other where you'll you just look at this past baseball season you have, a, you have the third baseman get booed early on and at the end of the year they're giving him a, a standing ovation so it, it it sometimes gets viewed as unfair, but if you understand Philly, and I think Malcolm Jenkins had the best line that I think I've, 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 I've ever heard from an athlete about fans, was after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they're playing opening night Falcons next year. First half was sloppy. After winning a Super Bowl, the first title ever, first home game at the link, going into the half, the Eagles fans are booing. And Malcolm Jenkins goes, I'm glad we got that from our, our fans. It shows that they're not going to get spoiled and they're still going to want to see more and more out of us. And that should be the philosophy because they're paying money. And sometimes fans can get ridiculous. But I think even though a lot of people think the Philly fans are unfair, they just want to see people give it their all and, and win. Now, from your perspective, national perspective, I'm out of Tampa, but obviously it's national. With Brady, Brady retiring. We all know they had a lot of problems this season. It wasn't just Brady. But did you think it was the right move? And B, how do you think he's going to do as a broadcaster? But let me ask you, Zach, and you're a national host, do you think it was the right move for Brady to retire? I thought he was going to leave Tampa, but I still thought he could play another year or two at a high level. I thought the biggest problem with the Bucks. And I know people go to Todd Bowles first and Byron Leftwich first. It's the offensive line. That line was not healthy in the summer when you had the Ryan Jensen injury. That started giving you an ominous feel maybe about the season because you look at Brady back in 2019 when he left Foxborough, when he left the Patriots, his line stunk that year. And then the next year he goes back to Tampa, wins the Super Bowl. The year after that had the most passing yards and, and passing touchdowns in the league. So I look at it that he still could have played, but what else, there's nothing else for him to prove anymore. And he always said that he wanted to get to 45. So I don't know why he walked away, but maybe he started to sense that it was just time to hang it up and he better not be coming back in a few weeks, even though that would, I would be be awesome and, and I wouldn't mind seeing him again because I don't, I don't think you do this back-to-back -back years retire and then come back a month later no I, I the, his handler well I wouldn't say handler but the head PR guy Nelson he's the only one that deals with him and he even told me Brady had said like I don't want to flip-flop do what I did last year I was going to take my time all right your prediction on the game and then your advice for young broadcasters because you came and you made it you're still crushing who do you like man I think the Eagles are going to win 
So I had because you're no, no, not nothing whatsoever. I just think the Eagles have a better roster, um, and I think they'll be able not contain Mahomes, but they're going to be able to get to Mahomes. They have the most sacks in, in the league this year, and it's not even close with, with 70-something sacks. And Hassan Reddick, who I went to school with at Temple, has been just unbelievable. But I think the Eagles are going to win. And the, the one thing that concerns me a, a little bit is if it does get into a shootout, just and Hurts has been awesome this year, but it's number 15 on the other sideline. So I think the Eagles defense will be able to force a turnover. They're going to win the game. And then in, in terms of advice for young broadcasters, it's, it's getting the reps is the number one most important thing. You have so many opportunities now, even if you're not live, to just sit down, record, and, and, and have fun. But you got to have a personality. That, that's a, the number one thing. You could be the smartest sports fan there is. It means nothing if you don't have a personality. So I, they would just put in the reps and then the, the personality standpoint. And don't be afraid to hear the, the word no because you get told no a lot, whether it's asking for a credential or whether it's going for a job interview. A lot of people get deterred and think the world's coming to an end now when they hear the word no. Just fight through it and eventually you'll find something. The great Zach Gelb, CBS Sports Radio, the man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, and by the way, very good ice cream in that press box in Tampa. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's a he, he's a good guy. I I, I just I, I like guys that are regular guys, you know, not just stats and and this and that. And he does eight hours on Sundays. Eight hours. I was at a startup radio station a couple of years ago in Tampa Bay, and we did five hour shifts with no commercials. And it was late at night, and I thought that was, I that was long. He does eight hours on a Sunday, but anyway, good dude, good dude, good dude. All right, I am right now in the middle of the Tampa Convention Center of Radio Row, and it's radio stations around the country. There's also some teams. There's also basically how it works is they've got a big white. It's almost like the dasher boards, like you had in arena football, or it is. Um, it's, it's like the, the boards in a hockey arena. And inside is mostly all national. No, I see the athletic. I see a couple of national. And then on the outside is all the big national outlets. And basically what happens is as the week goes on, it gets busier and busier. But again, I've covered Super Bowls back in the past. This is, it's great to see. Everybody, we're back and it's just a beehive of activity. The fans are going to be here tomorrow with the NFL experience. And uh, just very, very cool. So I'm going to walk around now. And outside here, outside the white board that they have around with the national shows, there's Peter King's Football Morning PFT Live Sport NBC Sports Peacock. Oh, that's where Chris Sims and uh, Florio were doing their thing earlier. Chris Sims, he's got the big paw, man. Six foot six when he shakes your hand. And he's going to do a podcast later in the week. So stick around for that. He will return. Always, always good to me. Next up, I'm walking by the Westwood One. They have a big set. These big national outlets have nice big sets. Have them on risers. They got the carpeting. They got the backdrops. It looks really good. All right, we're coming up here now on FS1, Fox Sports Radio. There's a Cavino and Rich. Uh, what's his name? Doug. Uh, he's doing it. He's getting ready to do his show. 
on Fox Sports. And then I'm looking to my left and you know, I'm seeing people doing stand-ups and a lot of video. A lot of, a lot of stations are doing video, even though they're radio stations. You got that. All right, we're coming up now. Now we're coming up on an NFL, an NFL network. NFL network has like a couple of different sets. They're outside. They're at the stadium. They're inside. I just saw uh, Ian Rappaport was right here. He was doing his thing. I'm looking over at CBS Sports Radio, Maggie, and then the guy that was on uh, Dan Patrick. And then uh, there's what's my guy on Sirius that, Solomon Wilcox, he's a, he's a guest. Now, here I am at CBS Sports. Oh, what they do is they've got two sets. They've got a big one for Jim Rome, and Rome was interviewing someone earlier, and then they have a second set where uh, Maggie is doing her thing. Now I'm coming up on Sirius XM. Sirius XM does the big events big. Right now, it's Chris Russo, Mike and the Mad Dog, He's in a break. He was actually like having a great back and forth argument. He's on ESPN going up against Stephen A. Smith. He does his Mad Dog Radio. He still is on MLB Network. And he was here on the couches. It's kind of like their green room, but they, they wait on couches when they're getting ready to go on. And he was, uh, he, was, uh, he was there and he was arguing, uh, debating back and forth. He wasn't even on air. I have to see my guy Jason Dixon used to be in radio, but they have Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, and then there's Sirius XM NFL Radio, and then Sirius Mad Dog Sports Radio, and then another Sirius XM set. So yeah, they they uh, they do do it up. Jason Dixon is behind the scenes, but if he was there, I'd like to see him. Coming over here, FanDuel. There's a very attractive uh, woman doing her show now. I forget her name. But earlier was the Pat McAfee show. I got to see him this week. McAfee is, I just think, he. I think they're the best. They entertain me like crazy. I think they're the best. They're now Nickelodeon has a set here. BR, that's uh, Bleacher Report. And then another big set, DraftKings. The official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. The gambling and betting, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Bidwell, who is the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, I was in an earlier press conference today, and it was it was basically the Arizona um, host committee. And they were just, they had the governor, they were big on uh, the Indian tribes being here in Arizona, and the indigenous people, and they had several tribe members that were here. The governor spoke. She'd only been in office as governor of Arizona for like three weeks. And But Bidwell was mentioning that since Arizona has legal gambling, that fans going to the Super Bowl on Sunday will be able to place bets right there at the stadium. They're going to have a whole setup. So it's not only online, but if you feel like you still like placing a bet, they're going to have that, and that's just going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But I'll tell you what, man, DraftKings, they've got a big, big set. Next up, now this is the first time that I've actually seen this, is TikTok. TikTok has their own set 
and it's pretty darn big. TikTok Super Bowl. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah, TikTok's got a nice set. I wish I had video. TikTok tailgate. Yeah, they got, oh, my God, look at this. They got couches, chairs, everything is pretty nice. And then as we get a little bit closer, there's a couple of other, oh, sleep number. There's a couple of different sponsors that have their own set. Let me go down this way and just see. Oh, but I can tell you, guys, it's just such a relief after moving. Oh, my God, we sold our house. Now, the closing was pushed back a couple of days. I'll let you know. If you followed my podcast, my wife was always on Zillow and wanting to move. And I loved where we were living. And, oh, my God, she went to an open house. And then, blah, 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 we were on MLS. We didn't even put up a sign. And before you know it, boom, 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 boom. We're getting a good price. So within three weeks, I had to get a new roof put on and then move. And then we had a deal fall through and then move everything into storage. I, it's, it's crazy. And get a moving company. And then just I just finished late last night. It's, oh, oh, that's why the podcast. So anyway, I'm looking over here now. Mia Kimes. Oh, so ESPN Omaha Productions. So this is, oh, sponsored by Caesars Sportsbook. I'm telling you, the gambling situation is only going to be growing. And then when all the states have legalized gambling, look out. And I'm going to give you a little hint. Okay? The NFL is getting deeper and deeper into a partnership with just the gambling industry. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. My prediction is you're going to eventually be able to gamble through the NFL. The NFL is like, why should DraftKings, why should why should these other fando? why should they make all the money? We should make all the money. But that is for another day. All right, let me keep on uh, walking around here, see. Now, now I'm inside and it's all the local it's all the local uh, stations. There is a Tampa station I'm I have seen and uh Oh, yeah, 95.3 WDAE. What's, what station would this be? This is the Rock Stops Here podcast, and I'm just walking around. I see John Mamola, who is the, uh, who is the program director extraordinaire of not only WDAE, but 970 WFL. We used to call it WFL Ray. A veteran. How are you doing, Mr. Mamola? Rock Riley on Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona. The Rock stops here. The Rock literally stopped here and took a seat. I did. I love it. I did. You know what? I have really doing great. You know what? I flew in today. And the difference by the amount of stations, the amount of media, like there is no doubt that we are just so back from the pandemic. And I was talking to an NFL official. They've issued more credentials for this Super Bowl than ever before. Yeah, I was reading on uh, some of the outlets, 13% higher than last year, double than what Tampa had uh, back, I think, just two Super Bowls ago, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I flew in yesterday, set up yesterday. It's amazing how many tables on the first day are that active already. 
here at Radio Raw. It's 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 very pre-pandemic like. So hopefully because of the amount of activity this early in the week will lead to even more activity later in the week. And that's the hope for everybody here. And you enjoy this, right? You enjoy you've been doing this every year. You seven bring straight. seven straight Super Bowls for me. Yeah. It's been it's been wild. Even the Tampa one did that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that was a ghost. Yeah, that yeah, was a ghost town. I think we were one of thirty two outlets that were there at least for a day. But we did. We were the only outlet though that did all week. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just two more. You what you do is I see your setup. I wish I had my video, but you've got two microphones, headphones. You get guests, and then you have these guests that are on different shows throughout uh, throughout the day. Yeah, basically it's a, it's a process that starts in October. So you plan ahead and you kind of time it out. But we have three local shows on DAE. So, you know, I look at it as though instead of bringing a show just for the show, bring me and I'll book for everybody and get everybody back to Tampa. So it gives you the kind of that radio roll feel for all the shows all the time, as opposed to just like an individual show here and there. So um, it's getting more bang for the buck, as you as I'm sure you're well aware. But, uh, yeah, it's been pretty successful for a number of years. And, you know, we continue to do it here in Phoenix. Before I let you go, I got to get a prediction from John Mamola on the big game, the show. Do you like the Eagles or are you going to go with the Chiefs? I'm going to go with the Eagles. I, I'm an NFC guy. Um, it's just like in baseball. Like if you're a root, rooting for the Rays, you got to root for the American League. I'm an NFC guy, so I'll root for the NFC. I think Eagles, I think it's close. I think it's going to be like a 27-24 kind of game. Nice. That's like SEC fans. When an SEC team is in it, they're all in for the conference. 970 WFLA do a great job running the station there with the news talk. And, of course, 95.3 and 620 WDA. All right, I'm going to make my rounds. Thank you very much, John. Good to see you. All righty. Thanks a lot, man. All righty. So we're rolling around, uh, like I said, it's just amazing. Uh, 105.3, the fan, I believe... That might be, that might be Dallas. Is that Dallas? Uh, KTAR News. I think that they were. Oh, I see AZ Sports. That's Arizona. Um, Yeah, obviously a lot of coverage with Arizona and Kansas City and Philadelphia. Oh, by the way, I know he's out and about, but my friend Chris O'Connell, those of you in t- are in the Tampa Bay area, you may remember him from Bay News 9 days as an ace reporter. He did some sports with us at Bay News 9 for a little stretch. He's at the Fox affiliate in Philly. And I saw his posts when he arrived at the airport. They have 15, 14 or 15 Im- workers from the Fox affiliate in Philadelphia. 15! news and shooters and on air and behind the scenes that are here for their station with the Eagles in it. You know how crazy they get in Philadelphia. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Now, tomorrow we're going to talk to some of the big wigs at Fox, the uh, Howie Long. And uh, I'm just seeing if I can nail somebody here for you as I'll, I'm not, n- none of this is set up. I'm just Oh, there's ESPN Vegas. I'm just walking around, walking and talking. I figure, you know, I'm always sitting down and talking to you guys, and why not do it that way? Oh, there's Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno's been around a long time. Philadelphia native. He was a national talk show host for years. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's still doing his thing. 
He is still doing his thing. Maybe I'll get him for a second. I'm just walking around here, seeing who else we got. Oh, here's 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 the Philadelphia CBS affiliate. There's actually a TV station that is in here. The Dan Lebitard show. Uh, they also they uh, they do it. They they do a great job. I wonder if I should, let me let me let me see. There's a, there's a, a national reporter that lives in Tampa. That's long time from Philly. Rob Maddai, AP, and I saw him earlier, and I was trying to trying to nail him. But uh, Tony Bruno, Rock Riley, Rock Riley from Tampa. This is my oh, podcast, and I love it, man. Yeah, you were on six twenty back in the day. Sports animal with the great Steve Dumig, Chris Thomas, legendary Tampa Bay voices and faces in TV and radio, man. Great, great guys, and we still miss them to this day. You look fantastic. I know you had had health issues, and yeah, we're all getting... attack last year. I went on a cruise, and I had a heart attack. Who goes on a cruise and has a heart attack? But I survived. I was in, uh, I was in uh, the... Where were I? I was in Curacao on a cruise ship. I got off, and I go swimming, and all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe, so they bring me up to the shore. I get uh, CPR, and they put me in an ambulance, and they take me to a local hospital. Oh my Luckily, my girlfriend, Robin, yes. speaks Dutch, but they, they speak English there, too, but it's mostly Dutch. That's a Dutch island, and they had me in there for a week, and the ship had to leave, so they left without us. Oh. And then I, so I, oh. my vacation ended three days after it started. But luckily, I'm healthy. I went back to Philly. They wanted to do a catheterization there. And I said, no, I got a cardiologist. I said, let me get, but they wouldn't let me leave the island until they, they, they said that I was stable. They wanted to do a catheterization there. And I said, no, with all due respect, I, have a, I, I want to go back to Philly so I can do it in the hospital. Not that I didn't trust these people. They were nice. And it was a beautiful hospital. Sure. So I went back. And then, you know, luckily, I'm recovered. I feel fine. You look great. 70 years old. Thanks, man. Thank you. Tell me what you're doing now. I'm doing a show that I've never, nothing like I've ever done before. It's called No Filter. And it was created by people who have been canceled in the radio and TV business. And you know how that works, right? Oh, yeah. In this day and age of, you know, I used to say stuff all the time. And, you know, the, the company that hires you would let me do it. And I'm not talking about irresponsible stuff. I'm not talking about racist stuff or any kind of inciting stuff. I just used to have fun. And people would get that it was fun. They would get that it was sarcasm. And then the world changed now, and anything you say now, all of a sudden, oh, somebody's coming after you. So there's five things you can't talk about. Not the five bad words that George Carlin talked about that. That's okay. It's now, if you talk about, it's either racism, sexism, uh, you know, Islamophobia, homophobia. So it, it, there's like the, the seven words that, that they, people will blame, will claim that you are based on a stupid comment. And I know where the line is. I mean, I've been doing this for 50 years, so it's not like I'm a shock jock where I want to try to get people angry at me. I know, and I try to make people happy. Anybody who's listened to me, my whole thing is having fun on the radio. The audience hears, and that's what I did. When I heard people having fun at doing the radio thing, I was like, I like that. They're having fun. This is a job. You know, it's, it's, they're, not, they're not digging coal. They're not digging right. mines. You know, they're not gold mining. They're not in the Burring Sea looking for crabs. So... I loved it, doing it, and then all of a sudden, my last job, I had some guy write a column about me. Nobody said anything, and I was on Sirius XM. So then I got canceled the next day, and so no filter came about. So Eric Burns, the former Major League Baseball player. Love him. Who was canceled. He's right over there. Awesome. Canceled from MLB Network. Jeremy Roenick, hockey legend. One of my favorites. I remember from that thing. I yeah. remember he was doing a podcast with a, with, 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 on with, with, hockey. 
and then they were goofing off about his his wife and his and his the, the woman he worked with who went on vacation together. They're all friends. And, and then the host asked him, "Hey, did you ever think about doing a threesome?" And of course, that was past the line. So NBC fired him from hockey, and so he and all these other guys. Well, athletes, they called me and they said, hey, we're putting together a network called No Filter, and it's it's all people who've been canceled and don't want to have to worry about anything they say. And again, we're not irresponsible. We're not inciting riots, calling people names. We're just having fun, you know? And we can we can use profanity, and not that we need to, but if somebody curses, we don't have people say, oh my God, you said a bad word. So it's like, it's like free radio for the first time, having the freedom to, to do what you want to do and not have somebody over your back saying, don't talk about that or, hey, you know, you better get out. or So it, it, it's after all these years, you know, older guys, you know, working for companies that, you, you know, you have to worry about the program director coming in or the boss saying, oh, my God, don't talk about that. So now I don't have to worry about that. I have people who have my back and it's fun. And this is the way I'm going to finish my career, just having fun every day and doing this stuff. No Filter Network. Is it no? How do we find At it? No Filter net. And, and it's it's a live streaming show, so it's, it's and it's we do it on Twitter Spaces as well. But the good thing about it, it's the first of its kind because when you log on, you can hear audio and you see video, and it's in real time. So like, if somebody if a guest comes on, there's no delay. It's live, and you hear the and then it's and then it's podcast on all the apps. So no filter. It's the technology is state of the art. And there's a live chat stream going on, and then there's a, a, a little hand and like a fist, and you push that on, and you can, you're in the knocker room. So if you want to join the show, you can come on as a listener, a guest, anybody else, and communicate. So it's it's really That's it's true. really the, the, the what the world is about now. It's about people want to be able. You know, you're not taking phone calls. People want to come on. They jump on, they knock on, and then we bring them on, and they're on the show, and they can ask questions. It's just a fun, fun format, and I think No Filter is going to be the groundbreaking Web3. I don't know if you're familiar. Web3 is going to be the new internet where you don't have to worry about Google and YouTube and anybody canceling you or taking down your content. So it's this. You know, as an older guy, you know, you're ahead of me. You're looking at the new innovations, you know, because radio technology doesn't stop. Every day there's something new. So as an older guy, I'm not talking about turntables anymore in the old school <laughs> days. Now it's about digital and immediacy and being able to, to interact with people all over the world. So No Filter Network, it's a great spot. That's where you can find my show and all the other ones. It's, it's a lot of fun. Honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much, Tony. Keep it going. You're a legend, but that's awesome. Thank you. You got a new fan. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Right. Thanks a lot, Tony. Thank you, bro. All righty, he's a busy, busy man. There you go, there you go. How about that? That sounds perfect. Where have I been? How did I not know about that? Nofilter.net. They can curse, they can say, there's no delay. Video, audio, you go in the knocker room. There you go. There you go. I love it. All right, what are we down here? I'm blabbing along. Oh, I see... Uh, see what other station there's the athletic the new york jets actually have a table and on uh radio row <sighs> laura oakman she's an nfl sideline reporter i'm sure i don't want to go right up into her but uh i was gonna um i'll get her for a little bit later on yeah there's my guy rob from ap but he's actually he's a little busy right now all right. Well, you know what, guys? Uh, you know what? I thank you for tuning in. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
And I, this, it just makes me feel so good to see so many people. We've had a couple of years, man, where it's been rough. All of us have had to deal with it, with the pandemic. And just being here, I said, I got to be here at this Super Bowl in Arizona. Now, the other thing is I've got an Airbnb. I know. Talk about an old timer. Would you believe I have not done an Airbnb yet? Which I didn't know. I got one in downtown. I haven't even checked it yet. I didn't know you can't you can't get into your Airbnb until 6 p.m. I didn't know that. So I've been lugging around my 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 luggage for staying here for four days. And I they don't even give you the details until three hours before you can check in. So we're going to see how this all goes. But all I know is I'm happy to be here and I'm just happy to bring you. Follow me on my social media because I'll be giving you a lot of stuff, tons of stuff. And also Tampa Free Press, the Free Press. Thank you very much. Brian Burns, my man. I'll be giving him plenty of content. So thanks a lot, guys. From Phoenix, Arizona, Super Bowl 57. Ha. Oh. Oh, God, I'm in a good mood. I'll talk to you guys. Thanks so much for supporting me, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. 